Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Speaking about rugby, well, there's been a lot of talk about England changing their tackle heights. If you haven't heard about it, uh, obviously in professional rugby, below the shoulders, that's where you've got to tackle. New Zealand rugby has brought in a new rule for their community rugby game, the first 15 up through uh, the premier grades, and they're now saying you have to tackle below the sternum, um, which there was a little bit of uproar about that when they brought that rule in last year, Beeve. People saying, how do you monitor that? Everyone's sternums are different. Righty, righty, ra. Well, now England have taken a drastic decision in their community game, and you have to tackle below the waist. Yeah, and maybe I wonder if they've gone below the waist because then if there's a margin for error, they're not going to clamp down on it. Between so, where? Your waist and your sternum. And then, your, and then your sternum, as opposed to sternum, and then your margin for error from sternum is you're getting close to the head. I, I don't know if there's that sort of leeway. Well, the reason why it's resurfaced, even though um, the story came out a week or so ago, is because the Six Nations was launched today in the UK and basically every coach has come out saying it's ridiculous. It's a silly law. And there'll actually be more accidents and more harm done with this law change in those grades where people don't know how to tackle properly. Yeah, well, there is argument for that. I mean, even in the professional game, I, I noticed there, there was a phase there towards the end of my days where the, the concept of chop tackling was the buzzword and uh, that was all about getting the guy obviously to the ground as quick as you could and that and that involved guys going extremely low and uh, and getting them down. I mean, it's not something I ever got involved in because I never tackled low at all because I never tackled, to be fair. But the chop tackling, you, I mean, we used to practice it intently at training and there were concussions all the time at training. So there is an aspect of what those coaches are saying uh, there's some truth to it because if you don't know how to tackle properly going down beneath the waist, you're going to get knees, you're going to get hips all colliding with heads if it's not coached and known properly. You actually like the idea of having different rules for, yes. for your club and community players than your professional players though, right? Not just when it comes to tackle height but other rules no. as well. Yeah, absolutely. I I mean, I'm big on anyone that's listened to Run Home for a while, I'm big on the waiver. Uh, once you play the professional game, you sign a waiver because, I mean, They'll never admit it, but the thing that scares all these governing bodies of, of world rugby are people coming back at them, you know. Well, it's happening to, now, isn't it? Yeah, and we're still to find out where that lands, um, that current lawsuit, which, yeah, it's gone a bit quiet at the moment, but apparently that's still bubbling away. But I think things like, I think in, even in Auckland or New Zealand rugby, I think up to first 15 level, I don't think there's allowed to be a competition in the air for high balls, which, you know, you'd hate to see in the professional game because... You know, if you're getting to the level of being a professional rugby player, then you've got to be able to go in the air and take a high ball as a winger or a fullback. So I've got no issue with that at that level. I would still, in the professional game, like to see a bit more brutality in the ruck uh, as far as guys being able to clean out without fear of being sent off if they got it marginally wrong. Where, And again, you wouldn't want to see that in the community game because old Jimmy, who's got to be a plumber on the tools by Monday... Yeah. 
doesn't need to go go there on a sad day and be put off to play our great game because he's worried about doing a shoulder or doing a neck or what have you. So I think there is real real merit in having rules for community game and rules for professional game. I know the argument that's coming out from the UK as far as how is that preparing the next group of professionals, I don't think it's a big shift. Well, I think if you're, if you're a good tackler around the waist from the age of 5 to 18, I think you're then going to be able to do what's required for you once you hit 18 and you're in the professional game. We've got to go to news and sport with Johnny Mac. We can't be late, but we want to get your feedback on this as well. And we've already got some messages coming through. We'll get to you in a moment. We've been talking about uh, the revised tackle height that they are rolling with in community rugby in England after the Six Nations. Coaches came out today saying it is it is not going to work and it could produce more dangerous injuries uh, than it is worth. We've had some texts in from you as well. PJ says, I think the lower tackle height will improve the game with a lot more chance of an offload or pass less rucks, more open play. It's got to be good for the game and for the players. Um, Sonny Bill came out last week when that rule was introduced and said everyone's just going to be offloading. Arms are free, look out. Yeah, and I actually never thought about it like that, PJ. There is an aspect of a quicker game and never being able to set your defensive line, I guess, if uh, people are always tackling on the waist. I mean, it's always the balancing act, isn't it? Yes, we want a quicker game. Yes, we want a better spectacle, but at what price? Um, because, I guess, as Sonny's alluded to and, and others have alluded to, the fact that you may never see rucks. And, you know, call me old-fashioned and, uh, and boring. but Love something... a ruck, do you? Well, it's, a, it's rugby, isn't it? It is rugby. Rucks are rugby. Um, and I know they've taken a massive change, even in my lifetime, from what they were at the start of it, where people used to get rucked and use your sprigs, to now where it is, you know, guys get sent off for cleaning someone out anywhere near the head. So... I guess maybe it is the evolution of the game and, and rucks become a more, not as prominent thing, but then how quickly do you even turn into rugby league? Um, so, you know, it's it's a real balancing act when it comes to it. But yes, PJ, definitely, definitely see that there is some hope that it might uh, speed things up. So there's some positive sides to this yeah. argument as well. Uh, by the way, breakfast tomorrow morning with Izzyn Kempe. They have the guy who started the petition to change the law in England. He is on the program tomorrow morning, so make sure you're listening in to the breakfast show. But on mornings, oh, <clears throat> what just happened Ooh. there? Ooh. I just lost my voice for a second. Uh, on, <laughs> on mornings, Ian Smith, Smithy Sermon, he spoke about it as well, and this is what he had to say. It's quite a good listen. So lowering the tackle zone in rugby is an interesting subject, one which uh, many in and out of the game are weighing in on. On balance, most are thinking the proposed criteria are ridiculous, some suggesting whilst the head area should be freer from target as the ball carrier, the tackler's head will become more susceptible to danger from knees and boots and shins and thighs and hips. That's been the case anyway, though, hasn't it, since uh, the day it was invented. 50,000 people signed a petition in the UK in a matter of days to stop the proposed changes. There's clearly strong feeling against it over there. How will it shape the game? Well, it could well be an offloader's dream, a sunny build-type bonanza. More likely, though, it will be a referee, AR and TMO's nightmare, and the betting in process could see busy sin bins if the current punishment levels are adhered to. Surely there will have to be more leniency in that direction. There are a lot of old dogs out there who won't adapt easily to these new tricks.
What about the ball carriers? Well, the fin to the chest, the shoulder, the head be outlawed. I mean, it's contact with the no-go zone, isn't it? And if you want to make it big in the game, you might have to go big in the thighs, the torso area yourself to bulk up bigger than even now. A game full of Artie Savias with that massive leg drive with hapless defenders clinging on like the proverbial daisy chain. When it comes to the crunch, by that I mean fully legislating these rules, will the players have a say? Will they have a viable and strong representation? I mean, they are the ones at risk here, after all. The game will change immensely, and one wonders what will be next. The All Blacks uh, will pick a ripper rugby team, I'm sure, for the next World Cup, if this continues. Who will come up with an answer that is in the player's best interest, along with the game's best interest? He will have to be a smart man and have more personality than a chair. Hey, Greg Martin. <laughs> Oh, well, that was just brilliant. He he is something so special, our Smithy, isn't he? There were so many things in the the chair uh, reference, the Ripper rugby team uh, that the All Blacks yes. could turn out at the next Rugby World Cup. Babe, you would have made that, of course. Uh, you, you'd have thought so. You've been going uh, on about how you never tackled. Yeah, exactly. Um, no, geez, he's, he's, uh, he's, he's hit the nail on the head in a lot of areas, hasn't he? Um, it is funny, the um, what gets put on the actual... Ball carrier, you know, their responsibilities. But anyway, someone a lot more intelligent than me, I reckon, has got an opinion here. Gig, Gig, how are you, mate? Yeah, Happy New Year, team. Nice to talk to you. It's been a, been a while, so. Happy New Year. Yeah, hey, um, I, Smithy kind of just touched on it. Like, um, I'm thinking more of the officiating side mm, of things. Yes. Like, aren't we trying to speed the game up, or is, like, have, have, have they kind of thought about the plan of like how many years it's going to take for everyone to to adapt to it, and then also, you know, so the the amount of head clashes or the amount of concussions, the the numbers are going to come down, or like, um, yeah, just like on paper, it sounds great, lower the tackle height, less head contact, but there's so many things that that kind of follow on from that. So, um, he, yeah. and, and Hopefully we don't go down that track. No, but, I mean, you wouldn't be surprised. And the thing that Smithy touched on, and, and you've alluded to there too, Gig, is the officiating of it. And could you imagine if that ever got into the um, professional game? And, I mean, a professional game these days takes two and a half hours to sit through because we review absolutely every ruck, every try, exactly. every decision that's made. Yeah. Can you imagine if we reviewed every tackle that gets made that was or above the waistline. Maybe the players will have to run little sensors on their uh, hips, and if it goes over, it flashes one colour, and if it doesn't, then it flashes another. I mean, who knows where it could end up? And the, the, yeah, exactly. Dead right. Um, and also the dominant tackle, you know. I mean, yes. me as a winger and you as a first five, we know, we know dead, you know. We're, <laughs> we know we're, dominant. We're experts at the dominant tackle, <laughs> aren't we? So, we are. But. Um, yeah, they're they're just going to be like clingers on. It, it, yeah, so it'll be interesting to see, you know, what comes from it. And um, I'm sure that, you know, maybe after the kind of trial phase, they might kind of look at it again and and review it. Who knows? Well, essentially, again, Giggy, you touched on another good point there as far as the clingers on sort of stuff. If you watch sevens, for example, we've just had a weekend of sevens. Yeah. Sevens is not based on any great defence. You know, and it is the tackling technique is very much, I won't say scrag, but there's an aspect of it. And if you imagine maybe we're going down the track of if you play a game like this, it's going to be 15 men playing sevens. 
if that makes sense. You know, it's, it could be that style of footy uh, moving forward. But yeah, but it's going to be fascinating. I mean, obviously, we're probably not all going to go away and watch community rugby out of the UK from now on. But it's, but it's a trial, be, isn't it? Gigs right. He mentioned the word trial. Things get trialed over in the UK, and, and yep. if it works, it may be something they look to roll out. Yep. And yeah, I just keep coming back to the fact that it's got to be different in the professional game. It's, as a as a package, as an entertainment, it's just got to be different. Thanks so much for your call, Gig. Yes. Great to chat. And if you'd like to join the conversation as well, you know the number 0800 150 811 on the Makita New Zealand phone line.